Hello and welcome to the Mixed Air Rap Podcast. I'm your host, DJ B. Wise. This is a podcast where we talk about hip-hop from boom bap to trap. We're a group of hip-hop enthusiasts from multiple eras, trying to bridge the gap in hip-hop. My co-hosts are Kev and DJ Reaper. All right, party people, we're in the building again, coming at you live and on your radio or your podcast, whatever you might say. <laughs> so uh, we're coming at you tonight with uh, streamer No Stream of our man Joey Badass and his new Project 2000. And we got a new segment for you called The Reaction. We'll get right into all of that after we do our social media plugs. You can follow us on Instagram at Pod. Again, that's Pod. And you can follow us on Instagram at Mix Era Rap. Reaper, tell them where they can find you on social media. As always, you can find me across all social media at the 313 Kid, T H E 313 K I D. Twitter, Instagram, WeChat, if you're on that Asia thing, send me a message or Mixcloud. Uh, we got some mixes on there. If you like DJ mixes, hip hop, chill stuff, party stuff, that's the place to be. All right, that's what's up. So we're going to jump straight into it with our streamer, no stream of our man, Joey Badass and his new project, 2000. And here's the first song that we thought was notable from the project. And that's Make Me Feel. I do it all with no hesitation. Punchline, I hit him with the combination like this was second nature. Laying down the law like this, this legislature. Alligator jaws saying ain't nobody greater. I bow my head and do my numbers like it's nothing major. Over time, I've been too humble, time to up the wager. Eight figures later, got my life all figured out. Gotta have tunnel vision if you wanna make it out. No fear, missing out. 10,000 hours in, now it's time to make it count. If it's a 10% or whatever in my bank account, just in case we see bad weather, I hit a nice amount. You don't really lose on stocks, never let you take them out. Think about putting some equity in another house. Then yeah, man, and that was Make Me Feel from Joey Badass's Project 2000. Let's jump straight into it. You know, always one of my first and most important questions to me is how did you guys feel about uh, this production? Uh, for me, again, I was loving all the soul samples he put in this, but that's neither here nor there. Let's jump into it with uh, Kev. Kev, your thoughts on the production on Joey Badass's Project 2000? You know, each week I was, I think, I, I keep saying this over and over again, I think that one artist and one producer could... um could just do magic together. It just seems like for me, you know, everything that uh Status Selector produced on here was like the best stuff on the whole album. And, and I think if he did the whole album, it would have been an overall better project. Um, not to say it was a bad album, but I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more if you know it has just been that one producer. But you know, I you know, I like the majority of the stuff on there. Yeah, I don't uh I don't really feel any specific way about the production. I think all of the production is open enough where he could, he being Joey, uh, rap and like get his lyrics across. Sometimes for more lyrical artists, 
you don't want the beat to be too muddy or too complicated because it'll drown out what they're trying to say. So I think that was a smart decision. But uh, I don't really like I don't want to say I don't want to I don't care for the production like in a negative way, but I don't care for it as in um, I'm neutral about it. I'm not thrilled, but I don't dislike it either. All right. That's what's up for me, man. Again, I, I was loving the soul samples. Uh, I do something that uh, Reaper normally does. Uh, you guys know, make me feel was from what artist and song? Oh, sh- anybody? What, Stephanie Mills? Yeah, Stephanie Mills. Something in the way. And uh, that was 19. It was 1980 when she put that out. So, yeah, that was really feeling that he had a couple more soul samples that we'll get into down the road. And uh, my one follow up question on the production for uh, to Kev, like I said, I get what you're saying about the, the single producer, but he didn't do the production on a couple of the songs that I thought were winners. Did he do the production on Baddest? I, I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, I don't remember him doing the production on uh, on Baddest, and I, I thought that that was probably the number three or four best song on the project as well. That's just my two cents. Reaper, you know who did the production on the Baddest? No, I didn't. I didn't pull it up. I mean, I have the track list pulled up, but I don't have the uh, production credits pulled up. Yeah, I'm missing it right now. I think St- Static Selector might have only done two or three though, because you know he does the name tag right at the beginning. Yeah. I don't I don't remember hearing it more than two or three times. That's what I'm saying. I think that there was a couple tracks on there that he was not on that I think that were pretty nice. So not saying that he couldn't have done a, a, an excellent job because he's a quality producer. I just for me thought that, uh, you know, there was a couple of little um, surprises that I thought were good. What song was it again? The Baddest featuring Diddy. Oh no, that was somebody else. Oh man, man, that track is man, that track is booty, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> so you don't like you don't like Elder Bars then? I I don't like that song, and I I think it's a bizarre way to open open the record. Yeah, it was very weird. It was super weird because the first track, I mean, it's not an intro per se, as in back in the day intro or a skit or something like that. But the first song is supposed to set the tone for what your record is going to sound like, and. It sort of sounds like the first song, but it doesn't really sound like the first song. And Diddy doesn't rap. He doesn't do a chorus. He's just kind of on there talking trash. But he's not signed to Bad Boy, and there's no connection besides them both being from New York. I thought it was a super bizarre way to open the album. It was a wasted feature. I don't know, because Diddy has gotten on stuff before, just take that, take that, you know, that kind of thing, talking trash. But... I don't know. I, I just feel like it's. I don't. For me, it's, it was a wasted feature to me. Yeah, I don't know if it should have been like credited. Like it should have just been like liner notes with additional vocals from Sean Combs. You know. Like. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I thought for me again, I'm giving him leeway, being that he set out for a while and he's kind of artistic dude. I think he was trying to attempt to do something different and. For me, it worked. Again, I, I, it was him kind of slamming together an intro or an ad lib on top of a, a, a nice track. And again, just because I'm sentimental from those days, the DeBarge uh, sample was everything to me, even though it was definitely weird. 
that there's no connection between Diddy and uh, Joey. So I get that part. There was definitely no connection, but maybe it was just two dudes vibing on this one track. And maybe even Diddy gave him, not gave him the track, but gave him the idea to use that uh, that um, soul sample. So I'm going to give him credit on that, just on the fact that he is a really artistic dude. So moving on, we're going to go on to our next song that we thought was notable from the uh, project. And that was Cruise Control. Living in a world so cold, keeping on ten toes. Where I'm heading, only low knows, and I'm dropping my top down on cruise control. Dirty man by H, dirty motivated to reach my goals. Trust me, I ain't worried about weak minded people. Low life, who ain't got no self control. Be feeling hungry, and they just ain't feeding my soul. I had to let go of a lot of people that I really don't, but did for me, which is in my way. Holding on the fact of what we used to be back in the day. Ain't gonna make me halfway, I ain't finna wait. Had to cut the dead weight just so I can elevate and levitate. Now let me set the record straight. Every day I meditate, cause I'm the one they love to hate. Focus on the bigger picture, trying to find a better way. Cause I ain't finna cut myself short Money getting longer But happiness never been bought The type of shit I'm teaching my daughter Never was taught to me when I was younger Cause that shit wasn't even a thought, wasn't even a thought. That was nice uh, That is Cruise Control by a man Joey Badass From his project 2000 The next question fellas is Two part One How did you feel about his flows And uh, his overall rap and secondly, he made a statement on this project and he said, best three rappers alive, Kenny, Joey, and Cole. Your thoughts on that statement and <laughs> Man, oh my gosh, boy. When I heard that and he's tried to slide it in there, but like say it boastful enough that we could hear it. And it's one of them things like if you sit up there and think about it, like, mm, maybe there's some merit to that. Like if if a fan, like if if one of us on the show said that or, or, you know, somebody, you know, on Breakfast Club or something said that, maybe it will be a respectful take. But to but to say that at the time, just like I mean, back in the day, who's the best MCs, Biggie, Jay-Z or Nas? It's like mm. and and Jay-Z said that on like his second record, which at the time was like, I don't know, man, slow down. So I don't know, man. I don't know about that because it's like you got to acknowledge uh Cole and Kendrick, but it's just like, yeah, they can rap, and it's like, you know, gen gen generally respected across the game. Like, yeah, these are among the best, like, lyrical rappers. But you know what? I'm right up there, too. But he doesn't phrase it like that. I'm right up there, too. It's like, nah, I'm as good as them or better than them. It's just like, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> Slow your roll. And uh, what was the other question? Uh, his overall raps. Yeah, the raps are fine. You know what? I will. I'm gonna let y'all comment on this question, and I need to say something else about the production too. So yeah, Kev, what you think about uh, the two parter? I, for one part, I wish he would have. I wish Wiz Khalifa would have been on this song, and that's and, and for some reason that's who I was hearing as I was listening to the song, I, or at least another feature. But for some reason, Wiz Khalifa comes to my mind. But that other statement, the um, him being in the top three of this generation, it, it was surprising, and and honestly, it kind of sparked the, the debate 
I think it was it was a uh, I saw a clip from uh, Mav Hoffa's his show where they were talking about who were the top three of this generation, and it was another show. They talked about you know like each each generation has a a top three that like stand out among everybody else. So you know I was just like I, I was like did Joy did Joy kind of spark these different conversations or did they it's just random that all these different shows just decided to bring up this generational thing, but I, I got to agree with Reaper, man. I don't think he's there. You know what I mean? Like not to say he's not nice, but he hasn't done enough or achieved enough success in music to really put himself up there. I feel like right now he's, he's a bigger star in the acting world than he is a ra- as, as a rapper. But you know, I, it, it, that's that's the choice he made, but he has to do a little bit more to really to be considered one of these top three. But he's not there right now. I mean, I don't know if he was. I, I feel like that would be the 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 classic counter argument. Like, well, look what J Cole has done career wise. Look what uh uh what's his name Kendrick has done career wise. But the the line for the sake of semantics, the line does say best does it say best lyricist or does it say best out does it say best rapper i believe it says something related to lyricism i believe so on a lyricism level maybe there's some merit to this argument but best out or or yeah body of work kendrick is soaring above both of them and you don't even like j cole okay so i don't like his albums I like Jake Hope. I mean, well, well, that's what we're talking about, like body yeah. of work. And, yeah. and again, I wouldn't, you know, like, and if we're not counting mixtapes, I think it gets a little bit weird, too, because the first J. Cole record is kind of like finding his footing, you know, major label success versus like keeping it to the roots. And like a couple of those songs are from the mixtapes and stuff. And I, I don't like Born Center. We've talked about this a bunch of times. So. Anyway, blah 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 blah. <laughs> so if you compare it, compare him to Joey on that level, maybe it's comparable. If you like went project for project, track for track, maybe, maybe. But uh, I mean, but he doesn't have the impact that the others two have. But I, and I think that I think that's important because I don't. I'm mean, you know in, in today's game, I feel like it's somewhat easier to stand out or be you know be more lyrically or be more just a better rapper than a lot of the others in the game today so you know okay we're gonna okay let's say you know as far as his content goes yeah you know amongst the young guys yeah he's he probably is one of the better amongst them but it's not having like an impact though but you know what? He's never had any uh, singles. Like, I don't think he's ever had any singles to make it to radio. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's more of the... Because, again, there's, there's you know, heads that like J. Cole, heads that like Kendrick. But there's, like, I was going to say college girls. I don't know if that's true. But at least back when J. Cole was out, when he was first coming out in, you know, 2010, 2011, you know, there... Well, maybe that's not true either. I won't say that. The point is, there's 
there's some people that are, let's just say mainstream people or just surface level hip hop people that know who J. Cole and Kendrick are, where they might not where they might not even know who Joey is. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But to be fair, I mean, maybe Kendrick, because like Humble was pretty huge. And uh that other one that samples the Bruno Mars song, can't think of it, Loyalty with Rihanna. Th- these were pretty big songs. So maybe there's some some college girls that that like Kendrick, but I don't know if college girls are really checking for any of these three dudes. Honestly. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you, surprisingly, J. Cole is big among uh, uh, the uh, the twenty four and unders. Maybe dudes. I don't. I don't know if I believe that for twenty four and under girls. I I don't know if I believe that. My daughter, she likes J. Cole. Her and her friends, they they love J. Cole. Huh. Okay. But what songs though? What songs though? I, I was on the AUC and they was pumping J. Cole. Forest Hills Drive. Uh okay. And he visited the campuses too. I think this was around the time of uh thank you, Forest Hill Drive. But again, maybe maybe I would cause that's his best record. So maybe yeah, maybe it was just having an impact on like hip hop as a whole at the time. And and what's that other one with the weird cover? K.O.D. or something? I don't even know. What's oh, yeah. Yeah, K.O.D. gets love in the streets. Yeah, I don't really care for that record, though, either. <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about J. Cole. <laughs> Let's play the next Joey song. Yeah, before we do that, I want I do want to ask another question. You know, he's been around. Let's see. Joey's been around. Ten years? Yeah, since 2012. Do you feel as though he's moved forward in what he does in his art? He's moved forward as in the stuff from then to now sounds different, but I don't know if he's moved forward. Me personally, I don't know if he's moved forward in a positive way. It sucks to say, but, and we talked about it on this show, uh, uh, modern day classics. Y'all go back in archives and look for that. One of my picks was 1999, the first thing Joey ever released. I think that's a, a classic, a modern-day classic. It's not perfect, but it's top-notch. And even when I was pulling this record up, honestly, I was going to listen to it for the first time. 2000, I was going to listen to it for the first time maybe two or three times, man. And I just pulled up 1999 instead. And, man, 1999 sounds so good, man. It sounds so good. And... uh this record is just not that. And uh, this is going to go into a longer rant. You want me to do it now or you want to play the song first? Now, go ahead into the rant because I do need, I want to speak my piece on this one as well. So my, because I was thinking about this, I was thinking about this uh, while I was listening to the album, when I was reflecting on what I wanted to say, like for the show. And my bigger issue is two things. Sequels. And, well, so I'll say the sequel thing first. So, like, when you sequelize an album or sequelize a movie, you have to, like, reframe and put yourself back into that mind state where you were when you made the album. You know, Godfather 1 and 2 came out back-to-back years. Then they put out Godfather 3 in 1990, like 20 years later. You know what I mean? They had to get back in that state of mind. And 
and they did it and it worked. The first Tron came out in the 80s. Tron 2 came out in like 2012. It worked and they updated the graphics and stuff. But like for 1999 to have come out 10 years ago and to go back and put yourself in that state of mind again, I think, I don't think he achieved it. It doesn't match the vibe of 1999. It doesn't match the vibe and feel are the same thing, but just like the the rapping ability, the sound of his voice, and I know he's 10 years older, but it just it doesn't sound the same. Like it's a sequel in name and that's it. Even like Raekwon, he did Cuban Links in 95, but when he circled back around and did Cuban Links 2, it sounds the same. It's It's got that mafioso feel throughout. It's got the samples, Ghostface is on there. It's just like, wow, I can't believe he revisited this after all these years and did something that's a worthy sequel. You see what I'm saying? It's just, it's not. That's my issue with it. And then my overall bigger thing about Joey and a lot of people is hunger. Why is it that, especially the people that came up on the mixtape scene, a lot of times I find the first thing they put out or among the first things they put out is the hungriest. Is like 1999 made me want to listen to anything he put out and made me wanted to tell people. I remember I was working at a call center at the time and I was playing it in my cubicle or whatever. And the dude walked by, he was like, oh man, that's that Joey. I was like, oh man, you know about this? He was, I think I said this when we were talking about it on that show. He literally said, he was like, man, this album sounds like Illmatic, you know? And it, not that it, he was comparing it to Illmatic, but like talking about it as like rugged, back to the roots, hip hop that you could listen to all the way through, you know? And I was just like, man, yeah. Like, you know, and I don't, because we talked about this when uh when Kev plays Zip Codes as the flavor a couple of weeks ago, which is on this record. I don't know. I haven't been really impressed by anything after 1999. And I think that's the issue is the hunger isn't there. He doesn't sound hungry anymore. And there's a lot of artists that sound like that. Even Matt Miller, I put kids on there. Um, he put out something before kids, but, and over the years, he's gotten more melodic, Matt Miller did, and gotten more full as an artist but just as far as like rapping ability and hunger he never sounded more hungry than he did on kids and maybe maybe some songs on blue slide park the the major label debut but the hunger isn't there and that's what i yearn for more than anything somebody that's trying to make it somebody that's like you know on sway in the morning or, or 106 in park back in the day or or, you know, dropping these mixtapes because if they don't get signed, they're not going to eat. You know, they got to, they got to, uh, I remember uh, back in the day, Lupe Fiasco, he did that track, Hip Hop Saved My Life. And that was already on his second album, but that sort of thing, you know, like, you know, two days from going back to selling crack. Yes, sir. You know, like if I didn't get signed today and get noticed on this Freestyle Friday, or if I didn't, if my hunger didn't make me shine through like I was gonna be back on the block but now I'm getting paid I went to the Galleria and bought my girlfriend everything on the rack and you know I can pay my my electricity bill and stuff you know what I mean but yeah y'all y'all got it go ahead yeah man so for me you know again I appreciate what Reaper brings to the table but for me I I, I remember 1999 and it was a definitely a solid a solid piece of work 
I don't think it was as polished as this for me. I think that uh, he polished because, again, you got to think about this. The man really didn't have to come back and do any more rap. He didn't have to. He's had quite a successful career in acting, and he seems like he's just getting busier and busier. And um, matter of fact, <laughs> you know, he's got some stuff coming up in the fall that's going to be fire. So y'all be on the lookout for that. But I'm just like, for someone to have stepped away for five years and come back and and put this out, this type of art, saying the things he said on this, and he did. He 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 said on a couple of the songs that you know I stepped away for a minute, but now I'm back. And I'm back better. Back better may not be to some people in the hardcore world as they're better, but for him, he feels he's better because he's lived more, he's experienced more, and he's able to express those things in his art. And for me, that's what I'm always looking for. The man's a multimillionaire now. He's been around the world. He's seen things. He's done things other than the street stuff, other than the block stuff. And this was his interpretation of that. So it really drew me in. And again, there's definitely questions on some of the production on some of the tracks, but overall, this was grown man music and being made by a grown man. And and I appreciate that. You know, I'll let Kev jump in if he wants to, but that was my two cents. I wanted to jump in as far as where his rap was, what he was saying as far as the, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, top three rappers alive. You know, that's that's neither here nor there for me, because, again, uh, I'm not the hugest fan of what. Uh, J. Cole or Kendrick last put out. So to me, I, I I would put this joint on and this was a tight week for me. So I was really pushing it to put this on. But when I did play it the first time, I just I just kept kept running it almost like the old days when I used to ride around with uh, Reaper's Pops and just let it just play, play, play. Whereas Mr. Morale and the High Stepper I listened to that a few times for the show, but overall, I've only listened to one or two of the singles. Nothing more than that. The off season with J. Cole, you know, again, I'll listen to a single or two, but in general, neither of those projects gets my interest enough for me to continue to keep listening to them. And I'm not here saying that he's as good as them overall. I'm just saying this project for me is more pleasing to my eye, to my ears than those projects were. So I enjoyed what he put out after five years and not really needing to ever come back. He could have done, he could have done an LL. He could have done an iced tea. He's got that much work. He's on film and he's in movies and he's had two very good shows. You know, uh, Mr. Robot was a huge show, did very well. Great platform for him to be able to push himself forward in Hollywood. And he did not have to come back, but he chose to come back. So I appreciate him for that. Kev, anything from you? I don't, I, I don't even know if, if there was a question. I'm sitting here like, was it a question? It was just a rant session. <laughs> no, we were talking about his raps. And what did you think? Do you think he's moved forward in his rapping ability? Not really. I, I do, but <laughs> I, I will say yeah. this, though. Uh, for him being out of the game for so long, and feel like he wanted to come back. I do give him credit for that because it's not an easy transition to be, you know, 
to be outside of this music world with all you, you know, being in film, it's a it's a little bit easier. You know, you work a couple months out the year, then you know, then you straight for the rest of the year out, outside of music where you gotta you gotta write, you gotta record, you gotta promo, you gotta tour, all this other stuff. So to you know, to put a heavier load on himself, it you know, it says something. Um, but I don't see really a lot of improvement as far as you know his lyrics or even his beat selection. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did like the Zip Code song, um, and it was a couple of the singles he's released throughout the years that you know they they weren't bad. But it, I mean, I don't know. I I don't, but I don't really know what he could do to really kind of uh, either set himself apart from others or even elevate his game. I mean, it's like he has to be like. Like what, like Reaper says, like rapidly rap. You know what I'm saying? Like to really kind of show like this big leap. But I mean, I you know I can't say he's bad now. It's like there's nothing really wrong as what he's doing, to be honest. But it's just it you know it just feels a lot of it just feels familiar. All right, that's what's up. I mean, like man, and I get it because I I mean I don't know if. I don't know if Joey is is LL Cool J or Ice T as far as like the because you could argue more people know Ice T as an actor on Law and Order than they know him as a rapper at this point. And I don't know, maybe people know LL Cool J because he was in a bunch of movies and shows for like a minute, but he hasn't been doing a bunch of stuff recently. So maybe, maybe not uh, as far as rapper versus actor. But I don't know if there's anybody that knows Joey as a actor more than a rapper. I don't know. Cause he was even on uh blackish and grownish, but he was on there playing himself. He was playing a rapper or a fictionalized version of himself. So I don't know if he's quite crossed over into that realm. I don't think so, but cause even on the Wu-Tang show, he plays a rapper and I don't know if he would have got that gig if he wasn't a rapper. You see what I'm saying? So, but again, why did you have to sequelize 1999? Like you was going to come back to the roots. And I don't know. Like, like I said, my issue with that is a sequelization that isn't worthy of the title. Like it's, man, you was hungry on that 1999. And the beat selection was on there and stuff from Mad Lib, from Doom, from, you know, and even the the set the pinky and the brain samples and stuff like it didn't have any of that stuff on this on this record. This 1999 sounds way better than this in every facet. Hey, here play the next song and then I'll tell you my other part about production. I need to mention that. All right, so here we go with the next song that we thought was notable from the project, and that is "Wanna Be Love" featuring JID. Love. Just to sniff them roses, you might miss the violence. Over the contentment, just for something more exciting. Just to never find it, like you never mind it. I wear my heart out on my sleeve, I just refuse to hide it. Vulnerability, peace and tranquility. I give it all I got into the best of my ability. Yeah, I take it day by day with grace and that humility. Cause I didn't live it with too much hostility. Feeling me and not these just my shoes. Dirty dads and feet above the black digits, just my view. 
I ain't got shit to lose. Please don't make me lose my cool. I ain't got shit to prove to you. This ain't nothing new. What more do they want from me? Demons, they been haunting me. Satan trying to offer me a deal that's gonna be hard for me to say no. Battling these evil sisters, struggle every day though. I'm finna die by the wood of my halo. Surrounded by my angels, they cover every angle. Yeah, man, and that was Wanna Be Love featuring J.I.D. off of Joey Badass's Project 2000. Uh, gentlemen, it's that time. We're going with overall thoughts, which includes any rant that you have and stream or no stream. I'm going to start it off and just say for me again, I, I get what the young, uh, the young, younger members of the uh, podcast are saying for them. And again, they do tend to weigh heavy on old stuff that you know how people come in the game i actually weigh more on how people are going through the game and that there is something different than what you started at i would have been extremely disappointed if this was another 1999 i'm extremely excited and think that he is going to garner more love from people who are listening to this now who are casual hip-hop listeners who don't want to hear all the audio tunes and don't want to hear all the trap beats. He's going to, and, and again, that mid range area where you find single moms that, that are, you know, if their kids are listening to something like this, just checking it out, they'd be like, Hey, I, I know that beat. Oh, I know that beat. And that will bring in more fans, casual fans. I'm not saying the heads heads are going to shit on it. I'm pretty sure that's, that's just what heads do when there's growth involved. But for me, this showed growth. This showed that he has ability to continue to do this thing, even though he stepped away for five years. And I appreciate that in general, because there's not a lot of cats out here who step away for a period of time and are able to come back with something. Also want to leave a little note to the fellas that this is number 10 on iTunes. And I think it's in the top 20 of Billboard. So this is done better than his, several of his last albums have done. And I appreciate that. I don't know how much further they're going to go up, but that there are some singles on here that are getting some traction. I do believe that uh, the Make Me Feel uh, track is going to be a, a winner for him and that he's going to bring in a lot of new fans based on that. The Chris Brown feature uh, with Capella Gray, I think, is also going to bring in some new fans as well because I think uh, Chris Brown does a really good job and, and, and the, he's radio friendly. So that's just my two cents. I And for stream or no stream, I'm saying stream. If you want to hear something that's grown man business, this grown man art, I believe that this is it for you. And, and I'm not going to put him above Kendrick or J. Cole, but I would tell you compared to the, if you compare the three projects, I believe you'll, 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 you'll have a better taste and a better feel. And this is a vibe than the other two projects. And with that, I'll push it on to Reaper. Your thoughts, Reaper, on uh, Joey Badass's Project 2000. Overall thoughts and stream or no stream? So I should have mentioned this in the production uh, segment, but my biggest issue with the production is, so we talk about this a lot when we talk about trap beats or we talk about people that put out trap albums and how shame on you for putting out Migos, for putting out an entire project that's the same tempo and or how you know there's trap producers that are big names you know murder beats and 
Legs Luger and Metro Boomin. But then there's people that try to just replicate them and end up making a lot of stuff that sounds the same. Like, did this person that's famous produce this or did, you know, some Russian kid in his bedroom make this because he likes the sound? You see what I'm saying? Um, But I think we got to keep that same energy for Joey. My issue with the production here is it doesn't sound the same as far as trap beats. But I think the whole record, the whole album is the same tempo. And it's it's not like they they it's not upbeat. And it's not because, again, you know, you listen to well, I'm not going to start spitting on there. But what I'm saying is there used to be variants. There used to be, again, even if it was a a, a, a cookie cutter, a song for the radio, a song for the club, a song for the ladies. A radio song might be mid-tempo, a song for the club might be upbeat, throw your hands up, and the song for the ladies might be mid-tempo or it might be down-tempo. But at least there was some variance in in topics, in beat selection, in who even makes beats like that. What you're talking about, it was variance just throughout. And some people did that formula well, some people didn't. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is variance and this project is the same tempo throughout. And unfortunately, if we put that energy on the trap records that sound the same throughout, we've got to put that here. And that wouldn't be a bad thing if you like the tempo throughout, but I feel like the whole tempo of the record is not fast, but it's not slow enough to be sleepy, but it's it's just right in that middle section that's not really that fast, but not really that slow. And I just, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Uh, cruise Control was the the one to me that felt a little bit faster, but it's still really not even that fast. And the last one that you played, uh, whatever the last one is with JID, it did have a little bit of bounce. There was a couple of times songs had a little bit of a bounce, but it's just, it's too slow, man. And he's not, he's rapping, but he's not hungry. And it, there's no like crazy lyricism. It's just, it's fine. The, re- the That's my overall thoughts on this record is it's fine. I'm going to say no stream because I just, because of lack of hunger, because of sameness, and I'm not a fan of the sameness. And because 1999 is better. And you have to, you said, uh, uh, BYs, you said, oh, we were judging it based on old stuff. Well, no, I am not judging it based on old stuff voluntarily. I'm judging it based on 1999 because this is called 2000. The album art is the same. He references 1999 throughout it. It's a sequel. That's why I'm judging it based on quote unquote old stuff. So if you ask me, go back and listen to 1999. Skip this. I will not be listening to this any further after this review concludes. All right, Kev, we're going to let you anchor this one. Your thoughts on, overall thoughts on Joey Badass's Project 2000 and stream or no stream? Overall, it was, uh, it's a stream for me. I, I think, I think the only two things that I really, I only had a problem with was, I do agree with Reaper's point with the tempo. You know, I was like close to the end and I was just like, man, I wish it was, something that was just a little bit more upbeat. I hate to say, you know, a radio single, because I think, 
you know, I think some people misinterpret what a radio single is, but this is something a little bit more upbeat. It was too laid back and it was too chill. And I just want, yeah, I just want something with a different tempo. And my second problem I had, even though I, yes, I do say stream, but I feel like the big name features were a waste. It was something, the Chris Brown song for it being so slow, that threw me off. I mean, you got Chris Brown. Chris Brown's a dancer. You damn sure should have had a more up-tempo beat. When I heard Nas was on the album, I was excited, but him talking kind of messed me up because I'm thinking it's going to be a Nas verse. I didn't need Nas talking. I needed a Nas verse. And, I mean, you know, Puffy, you know, I wanted him to rap, but or at least be a little bit more energetic. I, I don't know. It was just something about those three that I feel like it was just a waste. You know, I feel like he just dropped the ball on those three. But just overall, it, I did like it. Uh, it it is it is it is very chills, laid back. It's it's it, it's calming. So you know that's a plus to some people. It's not the others, but for me, it wasn't bad. So I, I it's a strain for me. Yeah, man, that's what's up. I feel you on that one. And uh, with two streams, you know what that means. All right, and that was our streamer no stream of Joey Badass's Project 2000. All right, so now we're moving on to our new segment, and we're going to let uh, Reaper uh, uh, run us through this one, but it's called The Reaction. Reaper, take it away. Um, I don't know if it's a new segment. I believe we did this one other time. I think it was with, with the Nicki Minaj songs with Baby on there, and it was just like, you know, a slightly different version of the flavor. Basically, uh, there's a slew of new songs and we're just going to react to them the same way that we would react to the flavor, but they weren't curated by every person on the show. So I believe we've got four tracks. We're going to play snippets, talk about overall feel uh, akin to the flavor and uh, yeah, go from there. So what's the first song that we've got on the list? All right. And the first song is Good Love featuring Usher by the City Girls. Yeah, man. And that was Good Love featuring our man Usher from the Ladies City Girls. And man, my reaction is club banger, club banger. A little disappointed that we were almost almost a minute in and uh, the girls hadn't started rapping yet or the young ladies hadn't started rapping yet. But in general, it was a good vibe. Got to love Usher doing what he has done over these years, you know, stamping his legend. And uh, it is what it is. Definitely go, you know, rock that. Hope they playing it uh, all fall during the HBCU football season. 
uh, Kev, your thoughts on on uh, good love. Yeah, like you said, I think I think it could be uh, um, a banger that you know homecomings and and prep rallies and all that stuff. Yeah, I could see them playing it. I, I am surprised at that uh, collaboration between those two. I, I wouldn't have thought City Girls and Ushers would have got together and did something though. Usher has been because he I think he owns a skating rink now. He's been on the internet heavy like in the skating rink doing small shows and like actually skating and doing routines and stuff. So maybe uh, he did this song, you know, as a reflection of, yeah, what he's been doing in the skating rink. Cause it's definitely a, a skating rink kind of song, but city girls, they've released a couple of tracks that are trying to resurrect, you know, Atlanta bass, that kind of sound. And it's cool to see that, you know, People like that sound, respect that sound, but I think it'll take more than them. It'll take, it'll have to take, you know, like a wave. There'll have to be two or three or four artists that make songs consistently that sound like that for people to make it a thing again. All right, that's what's up. Appreciate that. Moving on to our next song for the reaction, and that's No Mas by our man Murder Beats, featuring Quavo, J Balvin, Anita, and Pharrell. Here we go. So it's not nice. I'm on the beach. Sand in your feet. She only for me. I just brought special sand to the beach. What do you see? Look that way. I need all your energy. Fuck on the beat all day. And it's water like the sea. Check my status. Not in the bragging, but you stepping out with a king. Migo don't know Spanish, but my amigo got them things. Now my diamonds very white. Watch it sing. When I put it in your life, you will fiend. Go look, mama. Mama. Way she feels, got her dressing like Rihanna. Anna. She see me dressed in Prada, and then she Prada. Prada. She drinking Reposada, like it's water. Then we gon' light the block up light with it. this new chopper. No mind, no, no. going back and forth, she got it on her. On her. No mind, no, no. no more broke, nigga, she scream. No mind, go look mama when she see it. She say, Anaconda, mama. All night to the morning, we just woke the sun up. Oh, oh, oh. All right, and that was No Mas by Man Murder Beats featuring Quavo, J Balvin, Anita, and Pharrell. Uh, I'll let uh, Kev jump in first on this one. Your thoughts on No Mas? I, I like it, and I'm surprised. Um, I'm not the biggest uh, Quavo fan, but I, I did. I like this one. I like it. I'm, I'm about to look it up and listen to it again. All right, that's what's up. For me, uh, definitely another club banger. I don't know if this one's going to get as much love as uh, as uh, Good Love, but definitely uh, a solid, solid uh, song for the clubs. Uh, you know, anytime you can get Pharrell on the track, it's a good day. So I appreciate everybody's feature on it. And uh, the production by Murder Beats is, you know, trap at its finest. Reaper? Yeah, murder on the beat, so it's not nice. Yeah, I like the the melody to it. The beat drops right in the right place. It does the chorus early on. Um, I don't know if it'll be top of the pops, as they say, for mainstream or top of the pops even in the club scene. But I I think it'll be a nice, some nice meat in between the 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 bookends, the bread of a club set. It'll it'll fit somewhere 
neatly in the middle. But uh, yeah, sometimes you need that. Every every song can't be a home run, but you need those tried and true ones that work right in the middle. So yeah. I feel you on that one. Now we're going to move on to our boy Tiger and his new track, I Caramba. Oi. Yeah, you. All I wanted was to dance. Will you dance with me? Ha. Ha. I Caramba. I Caramba. Yeah, big old Glock on the hip, make the app go. Go. I caramba, I caramba, yeah, my bitch hot, she remind me it's a Bosco. I caramba, I caramba, yeah, big ass chain on my neck, it's a disco. Bling, I caramba, I caramba, take a look at me, I'm the number one stunner. Take a look, hey, hey, I caramba, I caramba, yeah, hop in the Porsche and I press on the turbo. Press it. I caramba, I caramba, yeah, I like that ass when she moved to Calypso. Move, I caramba, I caramba, yeah, she gon' ride that bull like a rodeo. Right. I caramba, I don't need a name, take a pick with the number yeah. Bang like a drummer, Bang. bounce like a hummer uh. We've been outside running shit for 10 summers Run it. Hard to be humble, bag never fumble no. Easy with the money, nigga, you a newcomer Yeah, man, and that was I Caramba by our man Tiger. And let me just say, for me, quiet as it's kept Tiger has scratched and clawed his way back to legitimacy One single at a time I appreciate everything the young man has done to put himself back in the in the conversation as a, a quality artist, and he's showing diversity because he's doing he's doing all types of flavors with this, and uh, I definitely am feeling the uh, the uh, bachata uh, type of beat that he's playing. He's rolling over. It was quite interesting, and again another club banger. And again, I'm just appreciative of the young man because I thought he was out. I thought he was gone after he and, uh, you know, the Kardashian thing. I thought he was out the door. He was over. And he is really just single at a time, single at a time, has built a decent career where he can still tour and still make money. All right. So I appreciate that from it. Kev, your thoughts on I Caramba by Tyga. Another another club hit. I'm not sure if the East Coast is going to play it on the radio, but I'm willing to bet you that, you know, California and Arizona and Nevada, they're definitely going to play it on their radio stations. Um, it's an upbeat song. It is it is a radio song, however you want to look at it. Yeah, you know, you know, Tiger has always been this interesting artist where he was always, you know, he was able to make a name for himself. Uh, you know, he had, you know, his little personal issues or whatever, but he... He always stayed relevant if it wasn't even if it wasn't like, you know, in a mainstream setting. But, you know, he's always been able, like you said, he had dropped a single here and there to, uh, to keep you interested and, you know, still generate an income from. So that's always good to see. Um, and I think he puts out solid music, you know, it's, you know, every time he drops something, it, it garners some sort of attention. So he's been doing real well for himself. So this is. Typical Tiger, you know, a uh, uh, nice song, upbeat tempo, and, and you know, and you, you get the ears on it so people can listen. Yep, that's what's up. Reba, your thought? Yeah, whereas earlier we talked about uh, a sameness in tempo or style from Joey, but maybe the sameness is okay if you like that, but not a fan, so okay. But Tiger has some sameness in tempo or style but it's something that i like it's it's up 
it's upbeat. It's really upbeat in a lot of cases. And um, contrary to- But I think that's the key, though. I think that's the key when- Oh, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying I like it. So, yeah. yeah. And c- contrary to what Kev said, um, Tiger hasn't always been relevant over the years. Like, when he first came out, Lime in the Coconut Days, it was like- he was really trying to be like Swayze or almost like, because, uh, you know, he's, I think he's cousins with uh, Travis McCoy from Gym Class Heroes. So a lot of the early stuff sounded like that. It was kind of like poppy and it was, you know, trying to find his voice. And then he did some of the mixtape stuff, Black Thought and everything. And then he got with Young Money and then he left Young Money. And for a while he was trying to find like where he matched. You know, he was one of the early adopters of Legs Luger you know, like lap dance, that era. But he's one of those people that has gone through several phases. And over the last, maybe maybe since Taste came out, whenever that was, 2017, 2018, since then until now, he's found his lane and he's just walking it dry. And that's, I can appreciate that more than anything. Because the last, you know, handful of singles, the Macarena remix, Lift Me Up, this... You know, you could just look at the the last handful of singles over the couple of years. This is the lane. Maybe even the same guy is producing a lot of these songs. It's just like this upbeat ninety eight to one hundred five tempo. The the quick lyricism. The again the L A sort of Spanish vibes, Latino vibes on the beat is just that's your lane, man. Just walk it dry until people are tired of hearing it. I'm I'm super okay with that. All right, that's what's up, man. Really appreciate that, Reaper. Now moving on to our last and final song from The Reaction, and that's Pressurelicious by Megan Thee Stallion featuring Future. Yeah. Now that is the move, and that is Pressurelicious by Megan Thee Stallion featuring Future. We're going to let Kev jump in on this first. Kev, your thoughts on Pressurelicious? No, I liked it. You know, um, you know, I, I know this theme we've been going on all night is, you know, sameness. It does feel like similar to some of her music, but, you know, like Reaper said a few minutes ago, it's not a bad thing. So it's not a bad thing. Um, and it's good, you know, it's good to hear Megan's voice. I th- you know, she's been out for a while, but, you know, this and then the plan B, and there's nothing really been out. She really released since then. So, you know, let's see what she can follow up with after this. Yeah, I feel you on that. Again, for me, you know, 
I am at my wits end about Megan. She's a superstar, going to continue to be so. The powers that be have chosen her. She's been tapped on the shoulder to be a superstar in today's uh, hip-hop world. And uh, there's nothing I can do about it. But, uh, you know, you're just not going to get me to fall in love with the same stuff she keeps doing over and over and over. You know, in so many, so many ways, you can say you're the baddest chick. In so many, so many ways, you can be Aggie on the track. Yeah, I'm good. Reaper, your thoughts? Yeah, I don't love this one. Again, I think it could be some decent meat to go between the 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 bookends, the bread of a club set, and that's what you need. Um, sometimes there's just stretches where there's nothing even remotely hot coming out. So sometimes you just need something new to just be in a rotation so you're not playing the same stuff over and over. But uh, Pressure-licious? I'm not sure. I've listened to the song a couple of times, and I don't think she defines what this word means. I'm all for, you know, making up. That's not true. I'm not all for If it's necessary, if you want to make up a new word for your song, you know, this is how we got bling bling and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's fine. But just you've got to describe what it is, what it what it means. And I don't think she did, did that very well. <laughs> that might be a ridiculous argument, but yeah, fine. I feel you on that one, man. I really appreciate you bringing this, bringing this to uh, the podcast. And uh, that was our segment, the reaction. All right, Reaper, take us out. As always, we appreciate everybody for uh, tuning in every week to the Mix Era Rap Podcast. However, you're listening to the podcast, Stitcher, Downcast, Spotify, Apple Music. We appreciate it. Make sure you smash the like button, subscribe. If you're on the Instagram, Kev's going to tell you that in a second. You can comment on the things we post. You can send us inbox messages, um, suggestions. We're open. Doesn't necessarily mean we're going to take the suggestion, but we'll always listen. Uh, Kev, before we go on, uh, tell us the the social media plugs for the Mix Era Rap podcast. Catch us on Twitter at Mix Era Rap and the Instagram at Mix Era Rap Pod. Reaper, you know, drop your socials. For sure. Uh, as always, at the 313KID, T-H-E, 313KID, Twitter, Instagram, WeChat, MixCloud for DJ Mixes. Yeah, I mean, even like I don't personally like when people are coming up to the booth asking me for requests and stuff like that. But most of the time, I'll listen. Like if you suggest something that's cool or something that... I remember randomly, this this might have been almost 10 years ago, somebody came up to the booth and they said, oh, you know what would really sound good with this, whatever song I was playing? They said, React by Eric Sermon and Redman. And I was like, huh, this actually does sound like that. You know what? I don't, I don't think I would cue that song up in a million years, but I'm actually curious to see if it, if it matches the way it sounds in my brain. And I played it. So sure, they got thumbs up from me because it did sound good. But if you suggest something stupid or suggest something that just, I've had people come up to the club and to me in the club, like, oh, can you play Martin Garrix? And there's, you know, no offense to Martin Garrix, but 
this is like an EDM song and I'm doing a hip hop set right now. So like I said, guys, feel free to comment on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, if you're if we deem that your comment is of merit, maybe you'll get a shout out on air. Who knows? That's it for this week. Be wise. Do your thing. And also, people, we're going to give you a tentative date for our live show, and that's going to be August 19th. Again, that's August 19th. We're tentatively going to do a live show in the month of August. And the date we have kind of come up with is the 19th. So be on the lookout for that. It's going to be around uh, 9 p.m. And we want you guys to call in and we're going to be talking about the top MCs of all time. Don't forget the top MCs of all time for the live show. And we're talking about rapping, rapping. We're talking about style. We're talking about impact. We're talking about their contribution to this thing we love. And that's hip hop. All right. We out of here. Peace.